Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Big Kev, I'm excited. (laughs) Well, we shouldn't be really because we've had some fantastic guests on this program. Mm. And of recent weeks, you know, Sandra Sully we've had on the program. And and today we welcome another big star from the world of television and the world of food television in particular as the uh, new series of MasterChef is about to begin uh, Mm. next Monday. Something of a juggernaut, isn't it? And we have one of the judges. We've had two already. We've had Jock. We've had... Andy, this week we are delighted to have Melissa Leong on the show with us. Now, it is a thrill to have her on the the program and uh, we got uh, some good quality time with her and had a chat about a whole stack of different things uh, that you'll hear in the interview. I'm sure you'll enjoy it uh, and Mm. she's a most most engaging and uh, very interesting human being. She is refreshingly real. She is. As... As we found out when we sort of <laughs> before we we were rolling tape, and yeah. I told her that we were rolling on it and recording yes. it, and uh, because of recent times she's been in a lot of headlines yeah. in uh, in in the old uh, the old tabloid newspapers. Mm. So I just wanted to run past her the possibilities, you know, <laughs> the, the, of what we might call the episode. Potty Isn't mouth, it? Melissa comes to podcast. Potty mouth, yeah. I love. I haven't been accused of being a potty mouth yet, but there's always time. <laughs> and and that's that's how that that's the kind of yeah. way she is. She's she's a good sport. She's so unreal. You'll enjoy it. And our food poll this week: Battle of the Biggies again. Gee, this is turning into a bit of a theme. But we're putting <laughs> the chocolate coated Scotch finger biscuits <gasps> up against the old favourite, the chocolate teddy bears. You know, Kevin. the only problem with this is that. Uh, our kitchen is becoming the test yeah, kitchen know. for the food pole. Every time I suggest it, you have to go out and buy it. Well, I can't judge. <laughs> I, a chocolate by its cover. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I actually have to. And I did discover something about the Scotch Finger Biscuit that I I mm. kind of glossed over a bit because I love Scotch Finger Biscuits. Yes. But I glossed over a little bit uh, and uh, we'll talk about that okay. when we get to the food oh. pole. But let's get to our guest. It is the wonderful Melissa Leong from MasterChef. You're listening to Food Bites. Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. We're delighted to have you on our podcast because we have previously spoken to Jock and Andy. Oh, and we there you go. You've hosted the whole set now. We have got the, the set of three now and you're a few seasons <laughs> in. How is it feeling now in terms of being uh, a comfortable uh, fit for you? Because obviously it would have been a big undertaking um, <laughs> and now Sarah, the, the next series is getting underway. How's it all feeling now? Oh, look, it's feeling really good. I, I think that every season there is always a sense of um, anticipation and excitement because, of course, you just never know what to expect. It's not just the contestants that feel that way. It's us too. We are surprised and and um, and delighted by the challenges and, and the things that we, we come up with and that we're involved in as well. And so it's nice to feel like you have a handle on the format of things. But then, of course, the everyday is still chock full of things that you aren't necessarily prepared for, which is really great. So it's sort of a, a good mix of of, um, of the familiar and the comforting with the surprising and the delighting as well. What I like about uh, your presence in the show, Melissa, is uh, along the the journey you share with the contestants, they get emotional, and you and you share the emotional roller coaster with them too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that that's the wonderful thing about the show is, you know, these contestants walk in every single day having zero idea what we're going to throw at them. So, of course, 
there are going to be days where, um, you know, things are a little bit harder. It might be the challenge. It might be something they're going, they're going through personally. And it's not hard to be empathetic. It's not hard to feel what someone's going through and be there for them in, in, in a way that is constructive and in a way that brings the best out in them and makes them feel less alone about what they're battling through. It's, um, it's the great privilege of being human and, and what human connection really is all about. Secrets and surprises is the theme for this uh, new series, uh, and obviously that'll that'll drive. But was the uh, was the filming of the uh, the promo was that a surprise to you when they took you to a big maze in Mornington and <laughs> threw you in the middle of that? Were you thinking maybe our contracts are not being renewed? My goodness. Well, I mean, it, it just get get in get in the maze, and if you get out, it, it made me think of the um, which Harry Potter is it? Um, the Triwizard Tournament one. Anyway, they have this maze that like is is magical but could potentially also kill you. Um, there was a moment of thinking, will this happen to me? Although I guess my big challenge was walking around in 12-inch platforms on gravel and not falling over. So I feel like I won that. <laughs> did well, did well. Speaking of those uh, those high heels, <laughs> Melissa, I often uh, watch uh, MasterChef episodes and I, I can only imagine they're very long days on set, standing around and, mm-hmm. and walking around on heels. How do you go with that? Well, I have no nerves left in my feet, so that really <laughs> helps. <laughs> Look, at, at the beginning, I was all in, super committed to just wearing the shoes all day and, and yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. There, I do have nerve damage from years of, of wearing heels in in studios and things like that. But these days, if we have a long day and um, we might be judging uh, top of room, that's when we're standing, standing, and people bring, you know, the contestants are bringing us the dishes, and it's not an elimination day. There are what you don't see is below the table. I will be wearing Birkenstocks and standing on a <laughs> topping board. So, you know, I, maybe that's too much information. Now you know how the sausage is made. Maybe you think I'm slightly less glamorous. But um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pragmatist. Oh, no, the glamour of television never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so 4.30 a.m. starts are extremely glamorous. I bet they are, but uh, apparently Jock's already there with his uh, his coffee making machine. He's very particular about it. Oh, he's got the hospitality gene. <laughs> Jock is a goddamn angel. He makes coffee for every crew member that walks past our green room, and it's his. It's it's a bit of a love language of his. You know, he is hospitality through and through, and he loves to to make and create, whether or not that's a coffee or or a, or a plate of food. But he's just. A, a tremendously generous human being and, um, you know, I think that that's, that's just one of the many perks of, of the job is, is not just the magic that happens on screen but also just all the camaraderie that happens off screen as well. It's beautiful. You speak of camaraderie and uh, you yourself, um, Jock and Andy, would appear to us to have a have a wonderful uh, rapport and relationship. Is is that uh, uh, how it is? Oh, come on. Give us the gloss. <laughs> no, come on. Just, we absolutely hate each other off, off camera. No, look, they, they, are, they are the world's longest hours. You know, we're working together sometimes 14-hour 14, 14 days, 15-hour days. If we didn't naturally get along, they would feel like 24-hour days. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's a wonderful thing to be able to work with people that make you laugh, that uh, that see when, you know, we the, the great thing about having a, a dynamic of three is that, you know, if someone's tired, then the other two can pick up the slack in a way because you, you're all in tune with one another and what you need. So 
we all take turns to um, to boister each other. We all take turns to um, to carry the load a little bit as well, and that speaks to their generosity and and you know the, the bonds that we've formed over these years now. Hey Melissa, when you go out, if you're just sort of wandering down, you know, the the street around the corner from your house, and you go out and you, and you walk into a cafe, has has sort of you being served in a cafe or a restaurant changed for you since Master Chef? In terms, of everyone now runs around to try well, and impress you. You need to remember that I was a food critic and in the hospitality industry for the last you know twelve fifteen years before that. So I I know most of these restaurateurs and chefs and um, and front house people anyway. These are my friends. These are my uh, members of my community. These are people that I, I respect um, just so much. So um, not a lot has really changed in that regard. It's always a really friendly place to be and it always makes me so happy when I get to go to a, a new restaurant and see that, you know, a chef that, I, that was a uh, a CDP a couple of years ago is now a head chef somewhere else, and just seeing people's evolution is, is really great. So, look, it's it's I, I it's it's more the supermarket. I'm not going to lie. I got made <laughs> buying toilet paper one time. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 lovely uh, attendant at the cash register just happened to you know when everyone sort of suddenly stopped speaking for no particular reason. It's just a break in in the atmosphere. She said. You're that chick off Master Chef <laughs> while she's standing through a 16 thing of, of loo roll. And I just thought, yeah, yeah, I've made it now. I've definitely made it. Again, the glamorous side of television never ceases so to amuse. Still buy my own loo roll. Look at me go. So, Melissa, when did the uh, the food bug actually uh, bite you? And, and, and you, you, you actually. Uh... Worm. In the womb, I have to say. My, my, parents, my parents are from Singapore. We're Singaporean Chinese. So food is part of our the way we communicate. You know, sharing food is a love language for us. And so we've, I've grown up talking about food, being obsessed with food, you know, getting in the car on weekends with my parents and driving across the city to go to a new place that they've heard of. Um, that's the way I've always been, and so it really wasn't a difficult decision when I um, when I ended up in advertising years later to um, focus on food because it was something that I already inherently loved and just wanted to know more and more about. And it's like music, it's like film, it's like so many things, books. Um, you know, you can never learn enough, and so it's just this lifelong journey of, of discovering new things to cook and um, new food histories and cultures and experiencing things as we travel, it's um, it's a really nice way to, to go through life loving food, I think. Well, did you ever dabble and think in your head that you might have wanted to be on the other side of it and be a, be a chef? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you want to think, you want to think about that? <laughs> oh, well, I said, let me think about that again. No, no, no. Um, I, I really admire the fortitude that it takes to be a chef. It really does take a certain kind of person to be able to have the tenacity and the creativity um, to, to be able to survive in that space. It's a tremendously difficult space. I love to cook. You know, I, I would regard myself as a, as, a, as a, a good cook. But to cook professionally is an entirely different undertaking and it requires 
a constitution that I know I do not have and therefore I will not put myself or diners at that risk. <laughs> when you've finished a long day on set, Melissa, and you just get home and you just want to relax, uh, what, what sort of meal would you uh, throw yourself together? It really just depends on the day because if it's a really heavy judging day of, of a lot of food, I may just have something really light. So I, I love to cook on weekends when I have the time. So I may make things and then freeze a portion or two so that it's convenient. Um, and, you know, sometimes I might order delivery. I don't think that you should beat yourself up over um, ordering from your favourite local local restaurant. And where I live in Melbourne, I'm very fortunate to have access to lots of brilliant things. But, you know, I think one thing that comes to mind is, you know, I made a batch of Avcolemino, so I might, you know, I might defrost that and, and have a have a bowl of soup or if I want to throw something together, I always have white corn tortillas and things to make quesadillas so, you know, I can kind of pull together something pretty quickly because I am a condiment hoarder, self-confessed condiment mm-hmm. hoarder um, and, and small goods hoarder as well. So that usually stands you in good stead when you need to throw something together. A, a cacio pepe or a, a carbonara um, or, or a quick tomato tomato um, sort of pasta is always something that I'll, um, I'll, I'll put together as well. We've talked, uh, Melissa, about the uh, the alleged glamour of television. How <laughs> was the uh, the transition for you to being on camera? Was that a, uh, a comfortable fit for you? Well, as a journalist, I am extremely comfortable um, doing most of my job in my pajamas at home <laughs> behind a laptop. So yeah. there was some there was some adjustment involved in um, in the whole glamification of it all, but it's. It's fun. I love I love fashion and I love style because it's a way of being able to, in a sense, say who you are without having to ever say anything. And so the way we project ourselves in the world is um, is something of an interest of mine. And so being able to blend that with being able to articulate the wonder of food is is pretty cool. You've um, worked on uh, other projects and branched out since uh, hitting our screens on MasterChef and we recently spoke to Narelda Jacobs who was very excited about oh, a, a project with uh, uh, yourself and, uh, and Susan Carland. Yes, isn't it cool? Isn't mm. it cool that we can be multifaceted human beings and that um, and we can find ways of expressing different parts of ourselves and, you know, to be a defiant migrant person of colour and to be able to express what that lived experience is like and compare and contrast it with other people's lived experiences of perhaps being minority, perhaps being misunderstood in some way or overlooked in some way. Uh, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of room to have that conversation in a in a public forum. So uh, Narelda is an extraordinary human being who I have the great fortune of calling a friend. Same thing with Susan. I mean, these are brilliant, brilliant women. And um, any time I have an opportunity to be in the room with them professionally or just socially, I'm going to say yes to that. Yeah, no, it's a terrific concept for uh, for a show. Hope that uh, hope that gets the legs that it deserves. Uh, Me too. The, Thank you. The, the MasterChef <laughs> series that's about to start, what are your hopes of, of how it sort of pans out? My hope is is the same as every season, which is that audiences fall in love with these contestants the way that we do. Every single season, we are gifted the most beautiful people that have 
their own stories, their own passions, their own motivations for being in that kitchen. And they each have my um, my heartfelt respect for putting themselves out there the way that they do. It is not an easy thing at all. And so to throw in there, um, you know, a secret and a surprise in every single episode and for them to walk into the kitchen and know there's going to be something that will you know, potentially throw them and for them to just embrace it anyway, really, uh, it says a lot about their individual characters, but also collectively how special it is to form a bit of a family during the process of filming. And, and these are lifelong friendships that I see happen season after season now. And it's um, a very nice side effect to um, being part of a inherently good show. Yeah. Melissa, you've obviously met a, lo- a lot of uh, people and shared meals with a lot of people. I'm, I'm interested to know, um, and it's a question without notice, if you could have a, a dinner party and invite anybody you liked, dead or alive, who might be Ooh. at your table? Well, the dead or alive thing really does open the door, doesn't it? Does, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I love listening to podcasts. I, I've been listening to the BBC um, Your Dead to Me series and see, uh, they, they were just talking about Sarah Bernhardt, um, who was, you know, one of the most iconic actors from, from a long time ago now. And she was an, an absolute maverick and, and a badass and a go-getter. And she, she really changed the way that people, you know, viewed um you know, female actors and theatre actors in, in the world in her time. So she'd be pretty, she'd be pretty phenomenal. Um, I like to say that Tracy Ellis Ross and I are, are best friends. We just don't know it yet. Um, she just, the vivacity in which she projects into the world is, I mean, she's like sunshine. So who wouldn't want to meet someone that's, that's funny and, and beautiful and, and, um, can can bring that much energy to a room. So definitely her. And I don't know, David Bowie, I know that's a bit cliche, but, I mean, come on, that's, that's an incredible brain. That's, that's a brain for all time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Plus he could be the DJ. Oh. Yes, all bases covered. Well, of course, you've all got it all covered. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, best of luck with uh, Secrets and Surprise, the new series of MasterChef. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. We've uh, an absolute delight having a chat to you and good luck. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Melissa. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. That was that was good fun. We get all the scoops on this yeah. show, Kevin. Melissa's case, you know, she might have the checkout at Coles or Woolies and uh, <laughs> six pack of toilet rolls. Hey, you're from MasterChef. I don't know about you, but did not did, did it, that play in your head as a yeah. movie? I just saw I that it. happening. And, I love it, and it is. It's so real. And you remember when we had uh, Andy Allen on the show, and and you scoop Kevin got him to show us these peach coloured undies. Yes. <laughs> I was going to try that on with Melissa, but no. No. No, it was fabulous to have her on the program. Yep. And we've now had uh, the, the three uh, 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 hosts and yeah. uh, we look forward to the new series. Big series. Just following on from our recent podcast with Kirsten Tibbles, the, yeah, uh, the Chocolate Queen. Yeah. We're a MasterChef house, I must admit, and we, yes. do get, we do get into the show. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, our dog is named after a uh, MasterChef contestant, Kevin. <laughs> he is, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's funny having a dog called – anyway, um, let's get to the food bowl. Chocolate teddy bear biscuits or, Kevin, chocolate scotch finger biscuits. Oh, it's a hard one. And it's a big one. Well, Sue's going to start us off. Yep. She says, choc teddies, yum. Sylvana says, look, I love chocolate. Uh, As for which biscuit? 
Oh, I'd have to say both. Dr. Joe Garra, if you don't mind, chocolate, scotch finger and then daylight. Well, we're stopping now because I've got the doctor's <laughs> approval. I can, I can eat chocolate, yeah. no, scotch finger no. biscuits. See ya. Doesn't oh. work that way. Okay, all right. We'll go to Stephen Quartermain who says ginger nuts, thanks. Hey. We didn't put that up as an option. I won't. I won't uh, say what a, a whole uh, sort of a flood of people said to quarters after he put that one up. What do they have in the Channel Ten newsroom at tea break? I wonder. Oh, Lisa Marie says chocolate Scotch finger as a snack. Chocolate teddy bear with port sucked through its body. Oh. Oh, goodness me. Some people put way too much effort into thinking about this. Rebecca says, Teddy Bear, you can put chocolate on the other one, but it won't help oh. it. Oh, Peter says, I would be happy with either, but first choice would be the Scotch Finger. Terry Daniel says, look, wow, another one of those I like them both decisions, but in order to keep Kev's stats, good man, and in the spirit of the poll today, I'll vote... Chocolate Scotch Fingers. Don't worry about Kevin's stats. He'll figure them out. Mark Lane says, chocolate teddy bears with milk for me. Artie Stevens says, look, I'm not a fan of either, but I'd take a chocolate teddy bear over a Scotch Finger, kick back with a Milo on a cold Melbourne winter evening with a couple of Bickies. Oh, there's a whole other food pile, a crunchy topped Milo or a regular Milo. Jim Wilson, I think we've done that before actually, he says, yep, Agree. If it was dark chocolate scotch finger, that would win for him. Exactly. Now, I, that, that's what I, when I reposted this, I actually said if they put dark chocolate mm. on the scotch finger, it would win a million times. And Steve Bastoni says, yes, a partnership with lint oh, would be good. Hello. Now you're talking. <laughs> Not the lint white chocolate. <laughs> Glenn says both. You just ruined it for me. <laughs> I knew it would. You've just ruined it for oh, me. Oh, come on, Kevin. Where's your sense of adventure? Susan Meany would like it. (laughs) Joe, you're up too. Oh, oh, did you do Glenn? Yes. Oh, He said both. Oh, okay. Joe said chocolate scotch finger. Uh, I mean chocolate scotch finger. Yeah, you put that in caps. A little little bit excited there. Michelle says chocolate teddy. Julie says scotch finger. Kathy, our producer extraordinaire's wife, says teddy bear. Marilyn says no contest, chocolate teddy bears. Daz Smith says, chalk teddies for me. Remember dipping them into hot Milo. Mm-mm. Sarah Wombie has come with a, a little, an added extra here. She yeah. says, chocolate teddy bear biscuits, please. But then she gives us a, a little thought for the day. Yeah. Chocolate is vital for our survival. Dinosaurs didn't have chocolate and look what happened to them. <laughs> oh, that's Thank you, Sarah. Sweet. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Charlene says, chalk teddy bear. Uh, Michelle says, chocolate teddy bears. Wendy, scotch finger without a doubt. Kevin. Gavin says, chocolate teddies, hard to stop at one and very nice with a cup of well, thank you. Well, that is true. Rachel, teddy bear. Glenn Rodder says, fair crack of the whip, Pato. Yeah. Look, I like both, but I think I'll choose chalk teddies because they have chocolate. And my wife used to make real teddies. Oh, is that right? As in like the night attire teddies? No, I think he means teddy biscuits. Oh, okay. Well, who knows? I thought teddies meant <laughs> Yeah, well, they, they are those as well. Yeah, okay. Or you can have the uh, the plush kind that sits on your bed. This food pole's gone in 25 different directions today. <laughs> Karen says chalk teddy. Uh, Cindy says scotch finger all the way. They remind me of my nan. She used to stockpile them in the cupboard with the Monte yes. Carlos. Yes. Lovely. Lydia says both. Uh, Miss Sandy Creek says chalk teddies for sure. I'll be interested, Kevin, to see the results on this because I reckon it's going to be close. There's another page. Oh, gee, is there? Are you sure? Yeah, there's another page with old Croaky's name at the top. 
Okay. Oh, look, there they're stuck together. Oh, it's. Oh, oh, I tell you, gee. this one's. We're cutting and pasting this one together. Old croakies. <laughs> oh, is it my, is it oh, my turn? Yeah, you can go. go <laughs> for me, this is a battle for scraping the bottom of the bicky barrel when oh. all the good stuff is gone. Oh. To be polite, though, I will take the chocolate scotch finger. No, old oh. croaky, you're off the mark there. Jane Bone says, look, I have not tried either, I'm afraid. So I'm sorry, neither will be my answer. <laughs> Jackie, though, says to Jane, oh, Jane, the chocolate scotch finger is a winner. You have to give them a try. And then Jane says, look, I love making biscuits but just don't like to eat them. I'm not a sweet tooth but I will try maybe with a cup of tea Aww. one day. Thank you, Jane. Thank, Thank you, you, Jackie. <laughs> Thank you, linesman. Thank you, ball kids. <laughs> Adam, uh, chocolate teddy bears. Uh, Anne says teddies for sure. Thank you. That's our mate Anne Peacock. Yes, it is. Fed says teddy bear. Sandy Watson says, chocolate teddy bears, while they may disgust some people, have a listen to this, oh. I would dip them in cold milk. Oh, yeah? Mm. Yeah, no. 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 Have them with milk. I think the Tim Tams are the ones you dip in cold milk because it makes the chocolate, they make it into chocolate but you suck it, it up, up the, the bicky. Well, that's what uh, Soggy we, were, bicky. We, were, we were doing it with port through the teddy bear biscuits okay. earlier in the suck food it up. bowl. That happened about three weeks ago, the start of this food bowl. Now the results, here we oh. go. We have one donkey vote. Thanks, Steve Quartermain. Uh, 5% of people said both. Right. Scotch Finger came in with 32%. Oh, is that right? But Teddy Bears absolutely whacked it out of the park. No. 62. I don't believe that. I did think that the Scotch Finger would win that no. battle. No. Teddy Bears. Teddy Bears. People, there's a lot of people there's love a lot Scotch of Finger biscuits. Nostalgia. They don't like the chocolate on them. Yep. Yep. The Teddy Bear also is fully coated in chocolate, whereas the Scotch Finger only has chocolate on its bottom. Yes. And, and that's what I did discover in the research kitchen when I was uh, investigating this mm. is the chocolate on the Scotch Finger Biscuits is cheap, horrible. Um, oh, it's Kevin. All, no, it's, it's, well, it's not dark. No, it's it's, it's not, milk chocolate, it, yeah. And it's, it doesn't add to it because Scotch Finger Biscuits on their own, I reckon, are lovely. I, mm. I adore them. But uh, the chocolate doesn't add to it, to be the honest. The teddy bear chocolate does seem more luxurious, doesn't it? Yes, much more. And I currently have an 18-year-old redhead oh. doing uh, further research on the Scotch <laughs> Finger Biscuits to see if they're any good. So far, no complaints. Research. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the food poll. That's Food Bites. Hope you enjoyed this program. I sure did. Our thanks to Melissa for being on the show and we look forward to the uh, the new season of MasterChef with all the mm. surprises <laughs> and the secrets all coming up. Uh, that's it. See you next time. See you, Kevin. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.